Is that a fetish? Welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey, friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 37. Today, we are talking about being bad at things. But first, let me remind you that you can find Letters from the Road on our substack at lettersfromtheroadpod.com. You can get two letters a week there. You can read them on the website or subscribe for free to get them in your inbox. You can also upgrade your subscription if you would like. Become a pen pal. It's five dollars per month or $40 for the year or $100 for a year for a founding member if you'd like. And all of those just get you access to the Pen Pals Discord where we chit chat throughout the week with our pen pals about books and camping and literally anything else. And it's a fun little community there and we hope that you will join us. It's a great way to support us and um, tell us you like what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we welcomed a new pen pal this week. We did. This week we welcomed Terry to the pen pals. Welcome, Terry. Hey, mom. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. It's so awesome. It's like, great. Yeah. I love having our community growing all the time. But getting and support from close friends and family is pretty special. It feels really good. Yeah, yeah for sure. So thank you, Terry. We had some more feedback from listeners that we'll talk about throughout the uh, episode, a couple more things. But now, Clay, what are we drinking tonight? Tonight, we have wine again. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute since we had wine. This is not hot wine. We did drink some hot wine, though. So this is a Malbec, which I love a Malbec. Malbecs are so good. <laughs> I, you let me pick the bottle. I did. I liked the Grenache just as well, I think. It wasn't my favorite, actually. So, yes, it's a Malbec. We went to Icicle Ridge Winery today. Yeah, so... Um, or the tasting room. Yeah, they have a tasting room across the street from Icicle Brewing. <laughs> We've made it down half a block of Main Street and Leavenworth so far. That's the it's going to take us right all there. five months. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, we, we took the opportunity uh, to take a little walk with Frankie today and said, Oh, we want to try some Gluvine. Yes. Get in the Christmas spirit. Exactly. Oh my gosh. When we got down there today, <laughs> there was like a whole ceremony. It was Bizarro Disneyland. It was Disneyland, but with Times Square mascots. I think so. <laughs> That's a really good way to describe Times it. Times Square Christmas themed mascots. And oh my gosh, I love it. It's so cheesy it and so good. By saying that, like with Times Square mascots, we it might sound like we're like hating on it. No, no it's great. <laughs> I'm not taking pictures with any of them, but it is cool. <laughs> I'm sure the people in them are doing a great job, and they're having like it's great. But the they're sketchy looking costumes. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're um, probably just very old. I was gonna say they've probably been using them for a while. For a while. Maybe since like since when you were a kid. Yeah, probably. I and mean, we never came at Christmas when I was a kid. But really, yeah, we should have. We always How did you not. Well, then I was thinking about this the other day because we always went to this thing at the Puyallup County Fairgrounds, which is like the state fairgrounds, basically like, well, not the state fair, but like 
there's I don't know it's complicated Washington has two state fairs or at least they did because basically it's two states so I lived on the other side of the mountains mm-hmm. and at Christmas time there was this huge to do at Puyallup Fairgrounds that was called Victorian Country Christmas okay and it was this whole like Victorian themed it was a craft show there were carriage rides. It was huge. It was like the whole, like a huge fairgrounds thing. Mm-hmm. There was a live nativity. There was music. Every, and everyone who was working there, like as a vendor or whatever, had to be in Victorian like period dress. Oh, wow. And so it was like a whole thing. Yeah. And it was so cool. We would go, I think we went like every year basically. So that was like our big like Christmas thing. That's super cool. We never came over to Leavenworth for Christmas. Yeah. But. Oh, you know. It's cute here too. When we were walking around, like even the other day when we were walking around and it was like pretty quiet. Yeah. But it was, you know, festive and they had yeah. like kind of the music going everywhere. Yeah. And it, it felt, it felt a little like walking around Disneyland, you know? It did. It did <laughs> in a funny kind of alternate universe kind of way. Well, yeah. Cause it's like, okay, this is a, it's kind of everything is kind of a facade like yeah. Disney, right? It's a themed town that was, built up this way in like the 60s right yes 60s or 70s late 60s maybe okay anyway double check that yeah so the bavarian theming is just milking the uh aesthetics of the area because it feels like you're in the alps yeah (laughs) yeah so we don't want to talk too much about Leavenworth because we already have a lot and we're going to be here for a while okay but we did try glue vine we did try glue vine it was great so we tried a golden glue vine. Yeah, which is different than yeah. mold wine that you've made before. Yeah. Yeah. And normally I use like a red wine, but this was white. It was actually it almost really, like really a, good. Almost like an apple cider or something. It was super good. Yeah. It was a l like I said, a little bit different. Like it, yeah. yeah, you're right. It almost tasted like a spiced cider. Yeah. But it had that like little bit of like wine taste on the end of it we sat outside in the sun around a fire table yeah had some cheese and crackers had some blue vine did a little tasting and bought a bottle which i tasted four wines that were all very good oh yeah i would have been happy with a bottle of any of them yeah for sure our uh, server was like super helpful in terms of like helping us find wines that we liked based on what we told her Mm -hmm. um she was really nice like we had a really great time it was really pleasant little afternoon outing. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're. That's where our wine's from. We'll probably have wine from there again throughout the, the yeah season here. So that's kind of like. I mean, yes, we went to Riverfront Rock Jam again, like three different times. Yes, we went to Icicle Brewing again. They have a bunch of new dark beers out. Like all of these things <laughs> happened. This week, we got our Christmas tree. We had tree Thanksgiving. Up. We had Thanksgiving. I cooked a Thanksgiving meal. It was really good. In the RV. Re- I'm, that didn't mean to sound surprised. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> I was a little surprised. It turned out okay with the RV oven and everything, but it worked pretty well. We made some sourdough. Yeah. Clay made sourdough this week. Go check out his Instagram, Clay Schumacher, to see all his baking influencer videos. <laughs> it's just been for fun. Yeah. It's fun. Not the, that I'm any good The bread at it. is delicious. Um, baking or so that's kind of like what we're up to now is just kind of we're more stationary we're gonna take ski lessons next weekend Mm -hmm. so uh next week we will be 
doing that. So I'm sure we'll have some fun things to report on there. But we thought it might be cool, since we're not traveling a bunch right now, to give you guys kind of some like travel recaps like we normally would, but from some travels that we did before we were recording the podcast. So, so you're asking me to remember that far back? I, no, you don't have to remember. I'll remember. <laughs> you just have to provide the color commentary. Uh, <laughs> it was not that far back. It was like talking about so we thought we'd start with last summer we did new england Mm -hmm. in our cougar it was before we had the airstream i think a lot of people have questions and concerns about taking a big rig up to the northeast and that's fair i think it's fair but i think it is fine too (laughs) (laughs) so we can talk about that we're gonna talk about that we'll start kind of we'll do it like a week at a time of kind of like where we spent our weeks while we were up there and so we thought we'd kind of throw that into the, the kind of beginning block here for the next few weeks at least just to give some other, some travel content since we're, you probably don't want to hear about our countless trips to the Rock Gym and Costco, so. Oh, it's very exciting. <laughs> it is. It's just a quieter time of year, I think, most of the time for us, regardless of where we're at, yeah, just because, sure. you know, travel slows down for the holidays and we were like visiting family or staying in one place, that kind of thing usually. So Mm -hmm. uh, just not as much to report there, but we do have all this great stuff that we've done that we can share with you. So with that said, we're going to start, I always think about our summer in the Northeast really started in New York. We'd spent time kind of working our way up the East coast more Mm -hmm. or less. And we had spent time in DC and Virginia and really loved like Virginia state parks are so good. Yeah, we'd spent a little while um, <clears throat> on our own and then a little while uh, together with Epperson's. Yeah. And then kind of after D.C., parted ways. Yes. And then we, um, had... and we went up to New York. Yeah, we spent a week in Maryland. We can talk about that kind of briefly because there's not too much to talk about there. And then talk Oh, about yeah, it. I guess that's on the way to New York. <laughs> right? Yes, Yeah. yeah. So we spent a week in Maryland. We, had, uh, we did a really great harvest host called Hop Scratch Farms. And that was really fun. It was almost out like by the coast in Maryland. So we did that first. Um, they It was a really great place. They had lamb that you could buy, other things straight from their farm. It was kind of a small oh farm. Oh my gosh, those lamb chops were the really best. Really easy parking for the big rig. Yeah. They gave us recommendations of restaurants to check out in town. Yeah, super cute. It was cute. super cute, mm-hmm. super nice. Great place. Loved it. We went to a German restaurant. We did. Yeah. And it was okay. It was not that great. It was fine. Listen, we're spoiled on German food. <laughs> I don't think there's much better German food in the U.S. outside of the Amanda. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because the stuff we've had in Leavenworth has been fine. We haven't, we haven't really tried focused everything. on the German food yeah. here, to be honest. Yeah. No. Because we generally are disappointed in German food. But it, um, Maybe but it was German fun. food's just bad. <laughs> I like German food. Actually, me too. It was a fun, fun night. We then we went to a state park where we barely fit. It was. We did not fit in our first sight. We had to get a different sight, but luckily during the week it was okay. It was so funny because we had been like kind of in the mountains a little bit in Virginia, and then we like made our way over to Maryland, which is obviously right there too. Yeah. And this state park, it felt like we were back in like Iowa. It felt like an Illinois state park to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called. Tuckahoe State Park. Okay. I it was would very, not like, have been able to It was a little inland in Maryland mm-hmm. and felt very like Midwestern. I think it's a similar latitude to like Illinois, like where we lived in Illinois and stuff. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, it felt, it just felt like that. It was summer still, uh, kind of end of summer and, or no, beginning no, of summer. it wasn't spring. the end of summer. It was spring. End it of was, spring, early yeah. summer, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It's beginning of spring, early summer, and just have that feel to it, you know, just electric hookups. Uh, kind of a small state park. Really wooded though. Mm-hmm. Like really beautiful. A lot of cute little sites. Yeah, um, really nice rangers and hosts. Totally. The uh, <laughs> the kids were uh, not fans of the showers provided there. They did not use the showers there. <laughs> we didn't need them because we had the big Greg with the big tanks yeah. anyway. They weren't the best, but it was fine. So um, we had to leave a day early because we had to move sites. And that actually took us to getting Delaware checked off our list. So we went to Delaware mm-hmm. the next night to Which is one of my favorite um, Harvest Host stays ever yeah. because it was two for the price of one. <laughs> we stayed at Midnight Oil Brewing was yep. and um great stop, really on level parking lot. Had a hell of a time getting there right club. <laughs> yeah, it was super on level side to side, which is not great. No, especially not with the slides. It was a whole thing. But really nice stop other than that, and then walking distance to another brewery. So that was really fun. We literally just like at the last minute decided, hey, yeah, we could probably like stay in Delaware tonight and put that state on our map. Yep. So we did. Yeah. Figured it out. <laughs> Had a great harvest host stay there. And there was another, did you mention there was another brewery? I think we've like, talked about it before, but yeah, there was another, the I can't remember the name it. of the other brewery, but it was just down the street. They had pizza, live music, a whole like neighborhood hangout thing going mm-hmm. on. So we like stayed at the one, had some, had a couple, had a beer there, mm-hmm. like walked down to the other place that had food and it was, it was like a great whole stuff. fun thing. Everything was dog friendly. It was really fun. Totally. Had such a good time. And we were really glad we did that. So we did a lot of Harvest Hosts in the Northeast. There are a lot of them. There and a are, lot yeah. of them were Big Rig friendly, which I was really happy about. It's kind of like you don't want to do Harvest Hosts in the summer unless you're that, a certain distance north, too. I think it's part of it. Oh, sure, because... <laughs> yeah, because we don't need air conditioning. Right. Up. We didn't need... We never... We barely ever used our air conditioning the whole summer. No, heck no. So we went... Then we went to upstate New York. And that was a bit of a drive, but we got we up there. were Hudson Valley. Yeah. Yeah. So we went, uh, I guess that's not quite upstate. It's a couple hours north of the city. Yeah, it's not in the city. Yeah, right? not in the city. Very, very not in the city. Very beautiful area. Like, I think I expected it to be pretty, but I did not expect how pretty it was. It was, oh my gosh, I'm so glad Driving we there. around there is so pretty and so fun and mm-hmm. weird too. Like, oh my God, narrow roads and like <laughs> weird on-ramps and it's like a whole thing. But it was so fun. And we stayed at the KOA, the Hudson Valley KOA. Uh-huh. And I, I think we said this It's actually lot, called like, like New York City Newburgh oh, KOA, which that's is right. funny because it's like two hours from the city. That's right. That is what it's called. Because they used to run buses to the city, I think, but they don't mm-hmm. anymore. Um, or they didn't when we were there. But it is one of these campgrounds that is a summer hangout. Oh my gosh. It feels like summer camp. It Like school had just gotten out when we got up there. Yep. And every, there were just kids everywhere. Our site was huge and it backed right up to like the field where there was like activities and gaga ball. And they had like staffers that were basically like camp counselors. And so they were like refereeing everything. And we just sent the kids out the back of the site during the day. And it was so nice. It was great. You went into the office in New York. 
Yeah. So um, for my work, I work for a company that's based out of the city in New York and I had, you know, I've always been remote, right. And had never gone into the office, but said, Hey, I'm in the area. Like I'm going to stop into the office for a day and work from the office. Is that cool? And they said, yeah, come on in. <laughs> so I took the opportunity to take the train down because you can take, I forgot. Well, I forgot what the train is. But it comes from, Pick- it goes from Poughkeepsie. Yeah. It's Hudson Valley train. Yeah. It goes all the way down. We, you know, I got on it at Poughkeepsie and that's, I think that's the northernmost end of the route. Yeah. Um, and it goes all the way down into the city. Yep. Took a nice train ride, worked on the train, you know, walked in, got Blue Bottle on the way to the office. <laughs> um, offices in like downtown Wall Street area. So it, uh, yeah, it was cool to meet coworkers. It was cool to be like in the city for the day working and kind of checking out a few things. And um, yeah, you know, cool to work that kind of stuff in to our travels, you know, when yeah. we get the chance. Yeah, and I, well, and that's funny, too, because, like, a couple weeks before that, I had gone to a meeting in D.C. while we were staying just outside the city there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was, like, it just happened that a coworker was in town there, and then I was able to go in and go to a meeting. So we kind of, we fly a decent amount if we have to, but we also were able to do that kind of stuff. And then we, as a family, we went into the city, and we'd consider there's an RV park that is on the New Jersey side that is basically in the city Mm -hmm. that is really convenient for public transit. And we had thoroughly considered staying there. It's yeah. very expensive, but for we what almost you pulled get, the trigger on it. For what you get, it's pretty great. We were a little mm. nervous about pulling the cougar in there. Yeah. I've seen bigger rigs in there, so I mean like it can be done. I also was a little nervous about like because it's such a like parking lot style and with the slides on our rig being so big, mm-hmm. I was worried we wouldn't have much like outdoor sitting space. We wouldn't have. Um, and it like, have been like when you County. weren't <laughs> when you weren't in the office, but with the cougar, <laughs> I was worried that you'd have been like we'd all be on kind of on top of each other. Um, mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't, and there was nowhere to like for the kids to run around and stuff like that. Sure. So exactly. we had opted to go up to the KOA north of the city. Um, and have a really nice place to stay oh, and then so have more of a trek into the city because we really only needed like one city day mm-hmm. for all of us. And yeah, so that was perfect, honestly. We spent one day in the city, did kind of like a bucket list thing where we had everyone pick one thing they really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to get Rover people to come walk the dogs. Mm-hmm. So that was really yeah, nice. We had a dog walker come. Um, mm-hmm. So, because we were, go- it's quite a long day to mm-hmm. like go to Poughkeepsie, take the train you know, be in the city all day and then take the train back. Mm-hmm. But we had a really nice time. We went to MoMA. Oh, we I loved ate it. at the cafe that has a little deck there at MoMA, mm-hmm. which was nice. There was like a parade going on while we were there. It of was course. like, of course. it was like, it, it was so, such a good city day. We went to Empire State Building because that's what oldest really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We did carriage ride in Central Park because that's what youngest really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We went to Bryant Park because that's my favorite part of the city. Yep. So we did all these, um, you know, great little New York things uh, with lots of playgrounds. I was going to say, I'm list. pretty sure we stopped at at least three playgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple great restaurants. Anyway, yeah. it was just like a really good, like, kind of whirlwind of a day. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, we saw everything there is to see in New York. I've been a million times. You've been a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, oldest has been before 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was youngest first time. She wanted to move there. I know. She was like, uh, she can we just live here? loves it. Well, She's yeah, like, we went to a bunch of playgrounds. All the hustle and bustle. <laughs> but she likes people being everywhere. Yeah, for sure. It is a good vibe for her. She loves the energy of it. Mm-hmm. We had such a nice time. It was a really great day. Um, we also, I can't remember which day in that week it was, uh, hiked at the Mohonk Preserve. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, oh, my God, we wanted to stay a whole other week just to go out and explore there more. There's some beautiful hiking there. We barely scratched the surface. Well, that's what I was going to say is, like, I think when we got to the campground in the Hudson Valley area there is when I realized, like, oh, I'm I'm really going to like the Northeast. Yes. Like. Such good hiking. I was definitely looking forward to going to the city. Cause, yeah, like, we like the city. We, we like it there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I didn't know, like, w- what I didn't know about the rest of yeah. the Northeast. Yeah, driving those little back roads around by Newburgh there and going to the laundromat and the gro- little grocery stores mm-hmm. and, like, chatting with the owners of the KOA when we came back into this. Like, it... it it's just so freaking cute. Oh, yeah. It was it's, so cute. Yeah. It, it's totally one of those like, oh, yeah, I could I could totally live here type of thing. Not that I haven't said that in cities as well that we've visited, but like. Yeah, it was nice to be like a little outside the city where there's a mm-hmm. lot of nature mm-hmm. and then be able to hop on a train. Totally. And be in the city if you want to be. I think that's a really nice fit for us. For sure. Um, I will say about the KOA, um, we raved and raved oh, about it. Yeah. Really tight to get around. It's one of these that's been around for quite a while. Yeah, and it's really nice and really well maintained, but and it's just really narrow roads. Our campsite like more than fit our fifth wheel. Oh yeah, you could have fit two of them. Yeah, it was not a problem. The problem was, it was like a really awkward back end. Yeah, and I just wasn't as good at it then either. No, I feel like I would have probably one shotted it now, but yeah. But also, just like we all have those days, though. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> Getting around through the park itself—it was like, a little nerve-wracking. It was like, okay, I have to be like super. Even just driving the truck through there was tough. Super slow to make sure I don't, you know, hit a completely rock or wreck things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually did run over a rock at one point, but it was fine. Uh, you did damage the truck that week too. It was a, it was a very eventful week. Oh boy, yeah. So, <laughs> do we want to tell that story? There's not much to it. We ordered a new mattress. We got a new mattress, the mattress that we're still sitting on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, RV mattresses are terrible. We ordered a replacement from Amazon, uh, mm-hmm. one of those Zenith Green Tea ones or whatever. We've had them before. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this one's not quite as good as the one we had before. I don't know yeah, what you the know. difference is. Anyway. Us, we're older. That must be it. <laughs> So we ordered it, put it on, and then we had to do something with the other mattress we had. Yeah. And I had a bunch of recycling anyway. I like to try and recycle wherever we go. Um, Sometimes campgrounds don't have it, so I try and find alternate places. And there's a transfer station there Yep, that I'm supposed to be able to take recycling to. And I was hopeful I could dispose of the mattress there, too, and maybe have to pay or something. Yeah. Because we've taken stuff that done before. Like when we... Got rid of all the furniture from the inside of the RV and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I just drove over with my recycling and my mattress and pulled in. And oh, there was actually a person there, which is unusual for stuff like that to be attended sometimes. Um, oftentimes it's unattended. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was someone there and I said, oh, hey, cool. I have um, recycling and I have a mattress and I'm, you know, I'm happy to pay. I just don't, like, how do I do it? 
Um, I said, well, you know, are you a resident? And I was like, thinking like, I mean, I guess for the week, but no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, sorry, you just can't then. I'm like, but I'm, I could, I could pay, like, just no. And I was just like, I got flustered. I got frustrated. I mm. said, okay, fine. And I like went to back up to turn around. I did it pretty fast because I was frustrated. And this is why we're always slow when we're moving around. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> maneuvering around parks or places like that. We take it slow. People might make fun of me. I don't care. I go slow because if I don't, it's I do things like back into a retaining wall yep. and put a dent in the dually hip. Yep. So that was fun. It was. He called me and he's like, uh, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. The way he described it, I thought it was going to be so much worse. It's just a little dent, dent kind of down by the bumper. It's a it's, big dent. It's fine. I was like, I kind of maybe put a dent in the truck. Yeah. And the <laughs> truck was still pretty darn new then, too. <laughs> I was so mad at myself. I was like, uh... just. And then we had, Beyond to, sneak, the we had of, to sneak the old mattress into the KOA dumpster because yeah. we didn't know what else to do with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yep. So after cover of darkness, you know, we just like, <sighs> do, 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 boom, dumpster. I'm sure no one knew that it was our old mattress because, you know, we hadn't just received a package with a mattress or anything. Okay, no one cared. No one cared. It fit in the dumpster. It was fine. Gosh. It was... <laughs> I was trying to do the right thing. I know. I know. That's what you get. Uh. <laughs> so it was um, a really fun place to stay. Highly recommend it. We totally got the inspo from the first season of KYD. They stayed there when they went into the city. And oh, yeah, that's true. It just looked like a nice place. Uh, it's a great park, especially if you have kids, especially yeah. in the summer. Yeah, totally worth it. Great spot. Would stay more time next time to be able to check out the Mohawk Preserve there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's supposed to be really great climbing there. The gungs, it's like really good. Cool. So, nice, maybe, like rocky terrain around there. Maybe if we ever get to be stronger climbers, we'll go climbing. Oh my God. Shoot. <laughs> well, we can <laughs> go fall off of easy stuff. That's fine too. It's actually a lot of fun. It is. Maybe we should talk about I think about you wrote that. a letter. About I did it. write about that. All right. All right. All right. Dear friend, do you need to be great at everything you do? You set goals and get upset if you don't hit them. Are you always competing against yourself? Just me? Cool. Look, I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to take myself less seriously. More importantly, I'm trying to let myself just have fun. Even if I spend a lot of time doing things, I don't have to be great at them. I don't even need to try to be great at them. Case in point, rock climbing. I know, friends. I drone on and on about rock climbing. You're probably sick of hearing me talk about rock climbing. I talk about it so much, you probably think I might be kind of good at it. At my best, I'm kind of good. Right now, I'm not good at all. Not really. Not compared to how much I enjoy it. And I think this letter may be less about being bad at things and more about learning to enjoy things purely because they are fun. And letting yourself, as a grown-up, do these things for a certain amount of time each day or week. To not need reasons to do things that you love other than you love them. Also, it's never too late to try a new thing. 
And you will always be bad at it when you start, and that's okay. We aren't cool. We should stop pretending to be. My first time rock climbing was when I was 20 years old. I went to an indoor gym with some friends from my intern program. It was more fun than I expected. I loved it. But I didn't know where or how to do it again. It wasn't until I went with some work friends some three years later that I remembered how much I loved it. Then we had a kid, things were busy, and I never went again. In normal, when I was 32, a new bouldering gym opened up. I had never bouldered and had only done top rope climbing. I was older. I was sort of out of shape. I brought a membership before the gym opened because it was near my office and looked so fun. I went to the gym more than any other member that year. (laughs) I started off on the easiest routes, unable to finish a lot of them and terrified of falling. But it felt so good when I finally did complete something. And I kept going back to the gym. The vibes were great. The staff was nice. And the other climbers were encouraging. Clay and the kids joined the gym too and came often, but I lived there. It was my happy place. Early on, even when I was super new, I started to pack my shoes and chalk on work trips and check out other gyms all over the country on my travels. It was so damn fun each place I went. The hardest thing to do in each new gym, though, was to walk up to the wall, especially when it was busy, especially when everyone around me was crushing hard stuff and I was stumbling through the easiest thing on the wall. When they were all young and fit and I was a 32-year-old mom of two who looked the part. Once I was on the wall, it was me and the next move, me and the footwork, me and the weird reach the next hold. My brain quiets when climbing in a way that's hard for me to replicate with anything else. But no matter how good I knew I would feel, I always had to fight to get myself on the wall, to try, to fail in front of people. At the end of a year, I wasn't super amazingly strong, but I felt great. I felt more confident. I felt more relaxed. It feels powerful to haul yourself up a wall, to throw yourself around. I had been tentative about trying because I have EDS and I was worried about my joints, but the lack of repetitive motion and the strengthening ended up being so good for me. I have never been more than very minorly injured climbing, partially because I'm careful about when and how I try hard. I don't improve as quickly as I could because it isn't really about that. It's about feeling strong and hanging out with friends and getting time on the wall. It's about not being afraid to look silly trying something new. It's about not caring that I'm bad at it and I may never get a whole lot better. I think we can apply this to things like hiking or biking or paddling or other activities. We don't have to try the hardest thing to be a quote real hiker, biker, climber, paddler. We don't have to always be getting better or more serious about things. You can run a couple miles or or less a day forever because it feels good. You don't have to run a marathon. You can hike a few miles because it's what you like or have time for. You don't have to climb a mountain. You are still a runner, still a hiker. I think sometimes outdoor communities gatekeep and make it difficult for new or casual participants. But I also think sometimes we gatekeep ourselves most of all. I'm taking beginner ski lessons next weekend. I have never skied, not even a bit. I am 38 years old and I am sure I will look ridiculous. I'm sure it will be hard and awkward. I'll be tempted to not go back and scared for my first run outside of lessons. But I know getting over that initial fear will pay off, will lead to great things. Not great skiing, just great fun. Life is big and beautiful and it is great to be good at things, but we'll be mediocre at a lot of what we spend time on and that's all right. There's still a lot of joy to be had there maybe even more joy to be had there, away from the pressure to get it right. 
Let's try stuff, be weird and bad at it, and have a blast. See you down the road, Jamie. Okay, so is it hard for you at the gym to like get up on the wall? Like, especially for me, I think the biggest thing is like, I don't want to get on something easy and fall off of it. I don't want people to see me fall off of like an easy problem. I'd rather fall off of something hard because that's respectable. Yeah. So I don't think that much about what other people are thinking about me. Yeah. What's that like? At the gym. Yeah. Um, In many contexts, I do. Yeah, but, but at not, the gym, not at the gym. Like, I did I just it first. Be cool. I did. I did it first, but I realized really quickly there was no chance of me being like actually good. You're not bad by any means, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's really freeing to be bad. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know because I feel like part of my is- issue is that I started to get kind of good. Not now. But and then you it, started worrying about like, oh, people are going to think I'm bad at this. Yeah, I won't get on that like tricky V2 because someone might think I'm not cool if I fall off of a V2 there is when a I'm little, like projecting V4 or V5. There's a part of me that was like, oh, we, you know, came to this new gym, right? We yeah. We took a class and we're like, yeah. yeah, hey, I mean, like we we did this in the past. It's been a while. And right? now we're there like all the fucking time. And now we're there a bunch, but we're like, I mean, I'm not as strong of a climber as I was. Me either. Definitely I think that's, not. it's so hard to like, like go back. A lot less strong than I was, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. And I was never that good. Like, I'm I was less climbing, strong like, and a lot heavier. <laughs> I was like, I was sending a lot of V3s and once in a while a V4. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at too. At our home gym. Yeah. Now, like, no chance. Like, I'm not even getting on V3s. Uh, like, they're graded differently here, but yeah. Sure. I mean, whatever. It's, I'm just saying like grading in my head. Yeah. You know, like those, those type of problems, like. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not back to that. But you're able yet. to get all the way up the top rope wall, which is an accomplishment. So. Yeah. Because friends, I can still. I am. It is. I am not yet. That is, it's a whole different thing than bouldering, though. Yeah, it very much is. Because it's endurance. Yes. I, well, like, I think I have the endurance. I just don't have the mental game. Yeah, mental fortitude, mental yes, endurance. Yes, It's like... My brain checks okay, out halfway through. I'm way up here, and like, all right, I'm, I just got to go for it. It's telling Clay, I get tired, and then I get scared because I'm tired and tired because I'm scared. Yeah, that... That checks out. <laughs> I'm like hanging on for dear life, even though if I fall, nothing bad's gonna happen. Oh uh, no, I do the same thing though, especially like um. Oh, that one, the one that you were working on. Yeah, the. Uh, no yeah. one cares about that red five nine. It was, <laughs> it was like challenging and fun and cool, and I like did it, and I'm like, yeah. okay, like I made it almost to the end, and then it's like, yeah, oh now like go all the way over here, and I'm like, no. Never I would mind, I'm coming say, down. <laughs> I would I think the fear of being bad or fear of looking silly causes problems with our being too. Definitely. I think there's a few things that happen. One is everyone's bad at it when they start and no one wants to admit it. Everyone wants to think they have everything figured out. Oh my gosh. So hard. Right? So like if someone like seasoned gives you a tip, like don't take it the wrong way. Like they're just 
and you're a beginner, like they want to help. It's all. For sure. And the RV community is like really good about that. Yeah. But like we've seen some gross missteps at uh, dump stations. Uh, we've sure. seen we've mm-hmm. we've made missteps in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we what I was gonna say like when we first went out. Yeah, even though I did a ton of research, we there was totally. so much we didn't know. Totally, and you just you don't know until you try it and do it, and like we still don't do everything right. I'm sure. Oh no, yeah. And I think everyone gets afraid of like backing in in front of a crowd. That's like oh, a yeah. whole thing. Oh, yeah. It that's, takes a long time to get like really chill. That's one that. where I do think about people are looking at me. I know you do. <laughs> and I don't. I like, I was, when I was backing us in in um, tech in Denali, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I knew it was taking a while. I knew that one guy was watching. I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's funny though. Like the things that it's just like, yeah. I think it's like an if expectation. If you feel like you, you should be able to. Exactly, yeah. 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 And you just have to let and go. And if you've never backed in a trailer, like, I don't know why you think you should be able to do it. Because I'm with, a good driver. Like, on your first try. Because I'm a good driver. Yeah. It takes a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah. It it's, does. And you're going to look silly. And you're and even now, even once in a while, even now, even three years in and having moved, so, moved around so much, we still every once in a while get in a spot where we're like just struggling. It's so frustrating. There's Gosh, just that days Apple that are Island? like that. Yes. Oh my god. Why was that a hard back end? I don't know. Clay. No it was sense. super narrow. Yeah. I just we just could not get it right. We were not uh-huh. communicating well. It was just not happening. Yep. And it was just oh god the, the last time we went to Fort Wilderness we took the Cougar to Fort Wilderness. Oh, that was. Oh. We were, that was a tough sight. Yeah, it was. But man, we were just like. Oh my God, this mm-hmm. is never happening. And so yeah, that kind of stuff happens all the time. It does. In all kinds of different places. It does. And we've talked about with the, our very first time hooking up and unhooking, we broke our tongue jack because we messed that up. Mm-hmm. Um, Turns we, out if it gets caught, you just pull forward a little. We busted <laughs> the seal on our cassette toilet and had to buy a whole new cassette by cleaning it with the wrong products. Oh yeah, don't use over harsh cleaners on your toilets. Yeah. Also, if you have Dometic toilets in your rv the seals are really easy to play, replace and you should just do that every yeah year and if so. you have thetford ones you you're screwed yeah just buy a new toilet <laughs> how are people supposed to even freaking know what toilet seals or toilets they have in their rv though that's the thing that's like I think it's so like, yeah it's so much people like don't even get into rving or another thing or like dungeons and dragons or anything else because it's like it seems like there's just like way too much to know. I love learning things and I love researching new things. So this is why I get into too many things. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, ooh, what about that? Ooh, what about that? And then I'll watch all the YouTube videos <laughs> I can find. And then I will be well-versed in whatever it is. But does And that, even then I miss stuff. Does that come from like just curiosity or? Uh, a good mix of curiosity, ADD, and anxiety, I think. Okay. Is it? Is it though that you have like a desire to be good at it or it's uh, just. Oh, I just want to know stuff. Yeah. Okay. I just like learning. And I just, I like getting, I mean, I get so into my new things. Mm-hmm. When I first got into bouldering, I was watching all these bouldering videos online. I was trying, I 
freaking bought shoes before I like I mean like I was it's like pretty normal to like get into your hobbies right that's what yeah that's I just go hobbies. hardcore and then yeah. I have like 17 hobbies and it's a problem <laughs> picking up skiing we're climbing this summer this winter I mean we are um we've been paddle boarding at different times we've mm-hmm. we love kayaking we love, <laughs> we hiking. hike a mm-hmm. lot that that at least doesn't require much other than boots and like a all trail subscription last winter uh, we all got skateboards and, and yes skates again oh my god <laughs> talk about being bad at things and looking silly we went to the skate park in palm spring this really nice skate park oh my gosh i had not been to a skate park with my own skates ever really yeah. I, i'd like skated that type of stuff like as a kid clay got me rollerblades for christmas mm-hmm and uh, I got him a skateboard and we were like, this is so fun. I And I'm like decent at rollerblading, like just regular rollerblading. I'm pretty good. Like I can, I can skate backwards. I can like, I can, I can skate. Mm-hmm. Like. You're not falling down all the time. No. And I can like move around. Like mm-hmm. I can, I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I got overconfident. Yep. If I hadn't been wearing That's a helmet, I would have had you. to go to the hospital. Oh yeah, I I hurt for days. <laughs> That's how you know you had a good session. Days, Clay. Days. I know, me too. And I was so afraid too. I was so much more afraid than I've like. I was never mm. afraid of falling when I was a kid. I would go down, bombing down hills and stuff. And if I wiped out, whatever. Well, when you're I, a kid, falling is low risk. Uh, I mean, I've always had EDS. So. When you're a kid, falling is low risk. Fair enough. Compared to when you're an adult. Like. Yes. Yeah, it is. It just feels so different. And I'd, like, I'd get going kind of fast at the skate park. I'd be like, ah, and like bail. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> I was I like, got, oh, no, I'm going too fast. Now what? I feel like I'm going to do the same thing skiing. I actually got to the point on my board last winter. And I'm sure if I, like, it's been a while since I pulled it out again, I'd be shit at it again. But like, where I was like, oh, man, I'm like almost maybe like close to as good as I was at this as a teenager, which is not very good at all. But like Yeah. You know, like can stay on my like, board and skate. We around went the park to the skate park with yeah. our kids and just I was like, I'm gonna look like a fool and oh well. Well and that's we had fun. It was a really fun night. And nobody cared. Yeah, no one cared. Like if anything, it was like awesome. You're like getting out with your kids, like good on you, right? I think, and I think this is specifically for parents, but we see so many parents at the climbing gym with their kids, like they have brought their kids to the climbing gym Uh or to the trampoline park or to the skate park or, you know, to wherever. And they're sitting on the sidelines and watching their kids, which is totally fun and great. And it's great for those kids to have those activities. Sometimes parents need some time to like sit and read their book. You know? Yeah. 100%. Also like jump in when you can, like if you physically can and you, and like, if, like just, just do it. It's, it's actually really fun. It's so fun. I actually love going to the trampoline park. <laughs> I know. I have to be careful on that one. That's not for me, but <laughs> But I think we do, like, we we all tend to, like, We lose that, like, play, Self-sabotage, though. yeah. We lose that, like, we can just do things because it's playful. hmm And it, I get reminded of that by the kids. Yeah. You know, especially, like, getting asked to play pretend or, you know, that kind of stuff. 
I think I've talked about this before, like in a mm-hmm. letter or like on the cast. Mm-hmm. When we've talked about this type of thing before, I played soccer my junior year of high school, having never played soccer since preschool. I went out for the high school team. Yeah. And I was so competitive at so many things in high school and like pretty good at them, like at academics, music, all like all of the music, speech and drama, like all this stuff. And art class and because there's no way to like win art class and soccer were like the things that were like, I just got to enjoy. And like, who cared? Like, there was no expectation that I was going to be great at soccer when I hadn't played ever. Right. <laughs> I just had a freaking blast. Also, I like playing soccer. It's a really fun sport for me. But <laughs> I'm built for soccer. I should have played soccer the whole time. But Man, that was one thing that I, as a kid, quit because I was afraid of looking silly. Yeah. You know? It, it kept me from sticking with soccer. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, I'm not good enough at this to, like, keep playing after elementary school. Yeah. Right? And it's like, number one, like... You totally could have pray- played a prairie probably then. I would have I kept getting better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, number two, like, who cares if I was having fun with it, which I was. Yeah. Like, why didn't I keep doing it? I just thought, like, oh, it wasn't cool. Right? Yeah. It wasn't cool. Unless I was, like, actually, like, really good at it. It wasn't cool to be, like, on the soccer team. So our girls' soccer team, when we were in high school, the varsity team got the mercy rule called on them every every game but one by the year that I was out for soccer. Okay. Yeah. And I was on JV. I was a junior. I started every JV game. All right, we, (laughs) this is how screwed up it was. We would scrimmage against the varsity team, and we beat them. Well, that's weird. Yeah. And then they made a scrimmage against the boys instead. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't make. <laughs> you can't make the varsity team look bad. But it was just a fun group of of ladies. We mm-hmm. had fun. Yeah, it was so low pressure. Track had gotten really intense, and I was just like, "No, nah, I'll do soccer." Well, it was at the same time as track. Yeah, that's what's weird in Iowa, and we had a small school for how big we can we we competed with all the big schools. We were mm-hmm. just over that threshold, mm-hmm. but most of the schools we competed against really twice our size. Yeah, so everyone did everything, <laughs> but but I just always remember that. I always remember liking that and having so much fun with that and like being decent at it especially for not having played but like mostly just letting loose like Mm -hmm. just having fun not caring i think when we do that when we pick up new things when we try new things like we almost invariably like you know once in a while it's like okay cool that was fun and now it's done yeah, not everything's like for you, right? Right, and that's fine. But like we're almost always glad we did it. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm really looking forward to going and trying skiing. Yeah, it might be like a one and done thing. It might be we spend every minute we can back out at the ski resort. I don't, I don't know. I know that we're all looking forward to having some fun in the snow. 
I know that for sure. Yes. Yeah. It, it could be skiing. There's snow tubing. There's snowshoeing. I love that. All that stuff. So we'll just see. But like, if we worried about like being bad at skiing, then we just wouldn't do it. My biggest problem with like liking everything and trying everything is just the cost associated with starting up Gosh. every new hobby. <laughs> that is a whole other question <laughs> that we don't need to get into on this podcast. Because like we like everything. Like if we li- if we stay somewhere for a long time where there's a lot of surfing, we'll get into surfing. So is it like, a, is it a business expense? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> there's like. <laughs> For that to matter, we'll we'll get <laughs> anyway, any anyway. we'll get into like literally anything that's like nearby and accessible. Yes, like <laughs> it's pretty true. Put us by a good surf lesson, like we'll be surfers. Like we've taken a couple lessons, we're not terrible. Like it's a lot of fun. We'll probably look like idiots. Who cares? I think it's a great time. I love though that you mentioned this in the letter, and I think you mentioned talked a little about gatekeeping, but like you said, we'll be surfers. And yeah, you're right. Like, if we got out there and tried surfing and we were bad at it, but we were out there trying surfing, we would be surfers. Yes. Like, because we even old, even overweight surfing. (laughs) Right. It's not, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. We don't have to tell people they're not real hikers or they're not real climbers or they're not real surfers because they can't do or they didn't do or they haven't done. X, Y, or Z, or you haven't really been to a place until you've done it this way. Right. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not cool and that's not fun for anyone. Like, shouldn't shouldn't we be happy that more people are enjoying the thing we I enjoy? I think most people are. I do think you have those negative voices. I think it's more prevalent in some groups than others. Mm-hmm. I think it's more prevalent online than actually in person too. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean like there's even like weird stuff around like are you really a full-time RVer if you X, Y, or Z? Mm, or are true, you true. like, yeah. you know, are you an RVer if you only go out on the weekends or if you have a seasonal site or what? Like, <laughs> or RVing is not camping. That's yeah, another one. Definitely. And that was, I had that attitude. Yeah, you did. You did. For sure. Yeah. It was like, and it's like as much it's camping not, as you want not, it to be, right? It's not real camping. It's like, like its own thing, but like it's it's not not camping. <laughs> and like, yeah, the definition of what camping is there's has not started like so some, many fights, but anyway. There's not some moral high ground like right. camping in a certain way or being good at, like when you are like, I like, Man, I'm getting old, I think, because I, I, I tend to think about, like, when I'm, like, 85, 90 years old, and I'm looking back on, you know, what have been, like, very much the majority of my life until, then, like, you yeah. know, like, what am I going to be glad about? What am I going to be sad about? What am I going to wish I did differently? Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, I'll be happy I tried things. I'll be happy I had the experiences. I'll be happy I got out there. I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, man, I'm glad I looked cool. Yeah, right, exactly. Or, you know, I'll be happy that I spent time doing things with the people that I love. Yes. Yes. I'll be happy that I tried things. Yeah. yeah exactly. I'm not going to think, oh, I'm a better person because I only camped in tents. <laughs> I'm glad I won that. No, but like, I do like tent camping, by the way. Also, like, I've been really trying hard to not buy a tent and know, go right? tent camping I this know. winter because, like, I freaking love tent camping. 
But like, we're are we camping right now? And I guess yeah. like, what I would say is, does it matter? Right. Like, what does it matter? Right. <laughs> I think with an RV, you can kind of go either way. Sometimes you're camping and sometimes you're not. And that's like kind of what's fun about it. I would say we're not camping right now. Yeah. Even though we're in a campground because this is like we're. We're in a house. Like, I don't know. We got called locals today. Yeah, we did. We got the local discount. We live Uh, here. (laughs) And and that's like the beauty of RVing and other things is like you can make it what you want to make it. Yeah. And. I don't know. You can use your RV like basically like a, a tent with hard walls, or you can use it to, you know, bake tater tots in your convection oven on the side of the road. Uh, and oh, we have. <laughs> There's just a million ways to do things. And. But it's fun to see like the ways that everyone else does things too. Yeah. And, like borrow from that. Yes, exactly. At its best, those communities are uplifting and mm-hmm. fun to be around. And I will say, I think part of what's stuck for climbing about for me is at least the, at TPG and at a lot of the gyms I've been to, the community around climbing, at least in the gyms I've been in, mm-hmm. I've heard it can be worse outside. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been where we've been outside. But yeah, it's just really supportive and mm-hmm. really... um it's not competitive in like anything other than a very friendly way. And usually within your own ability level, right? it's very, very much like you kind of find your friends at the gym and like you climb stuff together and you try stuff out and there's maybe a little competition to see you can get there first, but it's sure it's not, but it's like, it's for fun, very minor. And, and like somebody who climbs super hard stuff, if they watch you, like, trying hard on something and it's like a really really easy grade but it's hard for you you know yeah they will cheer you on like audibly they may not know you but if they see you trying hard and they will cheer for you yeah for sure like (laughs) that took me a minute to get used to if you're like people are watching you but they're rooting for you like (laughs) it's like no one's rooting for you to fail and it's like such a weird I think especially that's just the way we get all in our heads and like mm. feel like people are so divided up and so competitive and you can go in a gym and it's like this like smattering of people of all different ages and genders and backgrounds and stuff. And like literally everyone's just like, Oh, did you try that? Did you get that? Oh, I watched you do that. That looks so cool. Oh, I saw you try hard on that. Like, mm-hmm. good job. Oh, you've, you're almost there. Go keep going. You know, like, yeah. you know, you've got to, you know, like it's just, it can at its best it can be so good to be in those communities and to be bad at it but still be accepted mm-hmm. i think climbing is really good at that usually at least in the places i've been i think so too and, and it's not just athletics it's not just outdoor activities no those are just the things that we spend a lot of time on but i do think yeah i do think it's like a a good example like uh when you listen to athletes talk about like how they get in their zone. Yeah. And like how they do well. It's not by thinking about how well they're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's actually counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, if you, if you get in your head about a mistake you made, like, it's really hard. It's really hard yeah. to recover from that. That's why I washed out of pitching. Right. Softball Pitchers have that problem grade. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's really like worrying about how well you're doing. Yeah. Is like 
the enemy of actually doing well. I just, I think I'm like hardwired to just want to do my best and like at some level to want to be the best mm-hmm. at things. And I've, I've learned to let that go as I've gotten older and that it's not actually important to me. And, um, but it's mm-hmm. like this thing in me, you know, it drove me to like wanting to be valedictorian in high school and like really punishing myself over grades and stuff like that. It, it led to me just like picking the major that I did. It led to like, it led to me doing a lot of things that maybe weren't like true to what I actually wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really tricky. I don't know. I think it's okay to want to be good at things too, but, but it it's important to have some things in your like life that you're wasn't serving you. <laughs> I think it's important to have some things in your life that you're not trying to be great at. Like yeah. you just do because it's fun, like you don't have pressure on yourself. Yeah. I think exactly. both are important. I think for me anyway, it is important to have things that I'm working really hard on that I'm trying really hard to like be really good at. But that sounds like an internal motivation. Yes. It is. Whereas if your worry is like or if you're thinking about like other people's perceptions of you. Yeah. That's a little bit different. Well, you know, and I wrote about social media the other day and mm-hmm. we haven't we don't probably won't talk about it on here, but I think that, that post that that kind of worry prevents me from posting mm. things on social media a lot because I'm like, oh, it's not good or people are gonna think I'm weird or it's not it doesn't look how I wanted it to sure. or like yeah. the cool kids aren't gonna think it's cool. Like <laughs> you know? I can't I can't do it because it's not perfect. Yes. Uh-huh. I can't I'm not gonna be the best at this. I'm um, so I'm so bad at social media. I just posted a crap ton of stuff all in one day, and you're like, "Well, you you should have spread that out over like several days." Oh, what the That's fuck like do a I lot know? of good stuff, and it's like clearly bad at it. Oh too. yeah, hmm, good point. Well, oh well. <laughs> yeah, you'll look at all Clay's you know, baking reels. Um, it is, yeah, but we're having a lot of fun. We the more exactly. we put ourselves out there, the more fun we have. Yeah, with it. And I think we wouldn't have ever done this podcast at all if we were worried about sounding stupid. <laughs> because we sound stupid week in and week out. And <laughs> people like it, gosh darn it. At least a few. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they hate listening. I don't know. Who knows? I'll take Ooh, it. I'll take the really? listen. I don't That's think That's so. almost more exciting to I me. I know, right? Uh, I guess my point with that is like, I think we are getting better at it. Yeah, sure. For sure. I would hope so. Like, I hope that the more time I spend on something, the better I get at it. But if we were, if we had kept ourselves from trying it, we never would have gotten better at it. Yeah, exactly. It's like like you said, like, you're always going to be, like, bad at something, or at least relative to how you could be when you start. I mean, I don't know. There's some people who seem like they're just, like, fire whenever they start anything, but. (laughs) Yeah. That's not me. I me. A couple things but as we wrap up today. Mm-hmm. One, book club is close. It's coming. Oh, wait. Um, my Our friend and cousin Sarah sent in some book recommendation type things and reviews. So uh, we've gotten a couple others. So we're gathering those. But Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Awesome. She also said her pears that she got from the grocery store in Arkansas were from Wenatchee, which is hilarious. Yes. She's like, I didn't know where Wenatchee was, but I'd been listening to the podcast. And That's so funny. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we drive by those pears. We, we drive by the orchards every every time we go into no pears Wenatchee. Right now, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. So send us your book recommendations and 
and reviews. I take them seriously. And listeners suggested a listener. Oh yeah, bad reviews are always fun. A listener suggested that I read the A Court of Thorn and Roses series, and I just finished it. Well, I finished all the books that are out so far, mm-hmm. and it was great. I, so I take those recommendations very seriously. Uh, it was really fun. It was a fun ride. I would say kind of like Fourth Wing, like a little bit maybe less of a like guilty pleasure than Fourth Wing. Fourth Wing was still kind of like, I don't know how to put it. I don't. It's fun. It's a fun ride. That's the best way to put it. I don't think you have to say anything else. Literary masterpiece. It's just fun. Again, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It's the same. Well, clearly she's making bank. So, like, she did something, right? Well, but it's the same topic over again, both for the author and for the reader. Like, you don't have to be reading something like Uh, super smart. Profound. Right. Yeah. You can read something because you like it. So, we'll talk about those. We'll talk about Fourth Wing and Iron Flame because Clay and I both read those. Mm hmm. I I read Into the Wild and The Sun is the Compass and a couple other things. So lots to talk about. I'm hoping to read Our Missing Hearts before that. Oh, yeah. that That's a pretty gripping one. I bet that'll be pretty cool. Did you read the Liz Lynn's interview with Celesting last week? No, I didn't. Go read that. I didn't know that good. was a thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Go read that. For sure. Everyone, go read that. Awesome. And read Our Missing Hearts if you can because it's really good. Okay, so uh, book club is coming. Book club is coming. Winter is coming. Snow is coming. Hopefully. So yeah, book club will be episode 40. We're doing it like every 20 episodes right now. Yeah, we could do and it more frequently if we wanted to. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. So that is what's coming up. Um, Next week, we'll talk about our summer of 2022 trip. When um leaving New York, we went to New Hampshire. So we'll talk about New Hampshire next week. Uh, New Hampshire is like one of my top (laughs) states to move to. It's so good. Um, Always, right? So we will talk more about that. Mm -hmm. That's a preview for next week. But if you want to contact us. Yeah. Thanks for being here. can send us those book reviews at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on socials at lettersfromtheroadpod. And you can find our substack at lettersfromtheroadpod.com. Let me try to keep it simple. <laughs> lettersfromtheroadpod.com. Yeah, and if you go to the substack and you aren't subscribed, please subscribe. You yeah, can read that the helps letters. us. Even the free subscriptions help us. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, if you read a letter and you like it, like it. Yeah. If you listen to the podcast and you haven't reviewed it, why not? Yes. Thank you to all that have. Love to see some more <laughs> reviews on there. Review it. Share it with a friend. Yes. Yeah. That just, that all helps us. Share it on social media. Mm-hmm. Grow this thing. Yeah. So. We are so happy and grateful for all of you for being here and for the community that we're building. And we are excited for the next, I don't know, phase, the next. Chapter. Chapter. The next um switchback. <laughs> oh god, no one's excited about a switchback. <laughs> but it's it's uh it's illustrative. That's demoralizing. <laughs> probably anyway. accurate. Anyway. Awesome. Uh, Thanks so for being here, friends. We're so glad you're here. And until next week, we'll see you down the road. Bye. <laughs>